Good morning. It is September 20th. It is a delightfully sunny morning in New York City. The cat is slam-banging around the room. And this is your Ending Any Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. At the bottom of the front of the New York Times this morning, there is a story about how an effigy of Benedict Arnold gets burned in New London, Connecticut each year. This year was the 242nd anniversary of Benedict Arnold leading British troops in an attack on New London. It's great to see a niche piece of feature writing on the front of the New York Times in general, but this one is a little baffling. The headline says, giving a traitor his just desserts for 242 years. But before long, the story concedes that this particular effigy burning tradition dates back to 2013. Reanimating a tradition from the 18th and 19th centuries, it says. But so for more than 100 of those 242 years, Benedict Arnold was apparently being left alone. Likewise, the story is pegged to a recent Saturday evening and says that the annual burning happens around September 6th, which would make this story about two weeks old. Personally, I love a scene piece and I hate a time peg, but the piece feels like it's daring the reader to figure out why it's in the September 20th newspaper. Then again, the top news story is Biden urges global unity in sticking up for Ukraine, which is news and is important in the sense that it describes what he said in his speech yesterday to the UN General Assembly. But as far as delivering any novel information about U.S. policy toward Ukraine goes, it too could have been pre-written on any recent Saturday. Next to that is U.S. officials and Saudis are exploring a mutual defense treaty. Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, the Times reports, Saudi Arabia's de facto ruler, regards a mutual defense agreement with the United States as the most important element in his talks with the Biden administration about Israel, current and former U.S. officials said. The Times then does its typical thing of deputizing the job of making statements of fact to critical factions and individuals, writing, any treaty with Saudi Arabia that is similar to the American pacts with the East Asian allies is sure to draw strong objections in Congress. Some senior U.S. lawmakers, including top Democrats, see the Saudi government and Prince Mohammed as unreliable partners who care little about U.S. interests or human rights. It's true. Some people see the murderous tyrant of a theocratic plutocracy who keeps killing his critics and opponents as somewhat weak on human rights. But the Biden administration is continuing to put itself out on the Saudis' behalf, in exchange for which the Saudis will once again deliberately try to spike the price of gas in time to drive Joe Biden out of office in favor of Donald Trump, whom they like better and whom they've bribed. Nevertheless, it is important for the U.S. to continue engaging with bad people who are dedicated to undermining the administration, because there might be a chance of the Saudis making a diplomatic deal with Israel, another country run by bad people who are dedicated to undermining the current American administration. Apparently, it is vitally important for us as a nation to secure a strong alliance of pro-Trump crooks in the region. In other news, India is furious that Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau accused its country's intelligence services of murdering a Sikh leader on Canadian soil. Apparently, the name of India's covert services agency is the Research and Analysis Wing. Really great name for your spy corps. Anyway, clearly the thing to do is for Justin Trudeau to offer the Modi government a mutual defense treaty. The Times' relentless forensic video analysis team has concluded that the missile strike that killed 15 people at a Ukraine market 
appears to have been caused by one of the country's own air defense missiles going off track. The latest part of the world to catch on fire is New South Wales, Australia. Early springtime temperatures there are in the upper 90s, with hot and dry weather expected throughout the summer. And on page A17, the Times reports that the supply chain for Clorox products has been impeded by a cyber attack. The company told the Securities and Exchange Commission on Monday, the cybersecurity attack damaged portions of the company's IT infrastructure, which caused wide-scale disruption of Clorox's operations. The Times notes that this joins the news of a cyber attack against MGM Resorts International last week, which disrupted operations at its casinos in Las Vegas. That's the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And we will talk again tomorrow.